Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, we spent a lot of time yesterday uh, talking about uh, the BC budget and, of course, the deficit and, and our significant growth, growth in our debt. And you can, you know, debate which way the government's going on some of those issues and lots of opinions. Some people have said the government should be pulling back. Others have said uh, we are still dealing with the um, uh, repercussions of COVID and government sh- still should be spending uh, on behalf of the citizenry, especially around uh, health care. Now, one of the things also introduced in the budget was this home flipping tax, which will officially begin on January 1st of 2025. Uh, the tax rate is 20% uh, tax uh, is sold if sold within the first year of purchase. Uh, there will be some changes uh, as the, 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 you know, the date progresses if it's less than two, uh, two years. Uh, and there will, of course, be some exemptions in around uh, divorces and separations and disability illness or relocation for works. So all of that will be uh, uh, spelled out uh, in the legislation. But my core issue here is, is it a good thing? Uh, what are we trying to solve here? Here is Mr. Katrina Conroy uh, detailing the home flipping tax uh, at yesterday's announcement. Budget 2024 will bring in the new BC home flipping tax. To those who just want to make a quick buck by flipping homes, things are about to get more difficult. If a home is sold within two years of purchase, the profit will be taxed. And the revenue will go right back into building middle-class homes for people. That was Finance Minister Katrina Conroy speaking yesterday uh, in the legislature. Joining me now uh, to talk about this 20% flipping tax is Michael Geller, president of the Geller Group. He's an architect, planner, and real estate consultant. Michael, good to see you again. Nice to be back. So is this a good thing? It's a good thing politically because it appeals to so many people. It appeals to all those people who are out there who believe that uh, investors, <clears throat> excuse me, and others who are buying property and then they flip it are increasing the price of housing. What many people forget, though, is the federal government brought in an anti-flipping tax only a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's it's. I mean, I don't think any of us really know how much impact it's had. The other thing is, you know, the, 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 the minister referred to people making a quick buck. Well, actually, there are a lot of people who buy homes, they fix them up a bit, and then they sell them. It's a form of employment. Mm-hmm. And again, do you want to discourage that? Will they be allowed to do that and so forth? But no, I, pol- I mean, the reality is, I don't think there's as many people buying properties today with the expectation they can sell them in a year or two and realize a significant capital gain. You're right. I mean, regards to investing and then and flipping, and it is part of our culture. You and I are talking during the commercial break. I mean, this the network that I work for owns Home and Garden Television. You can turn it on, and there's significant amount of programming on on on. on fixing up a home and flipping. So what problem are we trying to solve here? Like who would it target here? This is, let's just say, an average Joe who, let's say, lives in a home, uh, but their business is to just buy a property, clean it up a little bit, and then resell it, flip it, essentially. 
So that person is who we're going after? I don't, well, I don't think so. I think, I mean, if, if you listen to the minister, she was talking about people making a quick buck, and that's not necessary. She was just thinking there are people who buy a property and then sell it and make some money, and that that somehow is adversely impacting the housing market. I mean, I did look at some statistics. It was reported that across Canada, 7% of the home sales did occur within two years. But as the, as the tax points out, there's a lot of reasons why people do move, including the fact that they bought a house and they don't like living there. They don't like living in the neighborhood. There's also people who, who buy paper. In other words, they buy a pre-sale mm-hmm. and then decide they don't want to proceed with that or they can't proceed with that. That's also covered by this tax. So I think it's appealing. It's like the tax that prevents people from owning two homes, which someone once referred to as a jealousy tax. <laughs> but in this case, I don't think it is doing anything that significant. There are other things in the budget that may help uh, first-time buyers, may help in the sale of some rental buildings. But when you look at the really big things that are going on, it's not that significant. I will raise one thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be on a panel with the Minister of Housing, Ravi Callan, on Tuesday night, and I'm going to ask him... How come the provincial government, having put in place this new transit-oriented area policy Mm -hmm. that basically rezones in effect or sets rezoning in motion for a lot of properties around transit stations and bus loops that are currently single-family houses – which are going to increase significantly in value, and yet the province hasn't introduced any value capture tax or benefiting tax. I went and looked at a property next to the Dunbar Bus Exchange at 41st and Dunbar, where I live, and the house is is for sale. Its assessed value is 2.58. It's on the market for 5.8. Now, it may not sell for 5.8, but it's going to sell for a lot more than 2.58. Personally, I think the provincial government should try to get a little bit of that cream, if you like. That will probably be far more profitable. In fact, the government said in the first year they're only likely to get $11 million from this Flipping, uh, flipping tax. tax. Yeah. I, 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 I'm struggling with what it does then. Uh, because you say it's $11 million the first year. I think it's up to $43 million after that uh, mm-hmm. in regards to the, the tax dollars they'll be able to, to, to pull in. Um, you know, if it's already difficult to buy a purchase, purchase a property here and clean it up and you're hoping to make $100,000, $200,000, there aren't a lot of folks who are doing that anymore. Like, I mean, maybe five years ago. So yes. the problem probably isn't as right. as desperate as we think it is now. Uh, the former West Van councillor Craig Cameron, who I often uh, enjoy reading, pointed out five years ago he thought that this should or should be brought in. And in fact, I noticed that the uh, Federation of BC Municipalities proposed this four or five years ago. So there has been a long-standing interest. But at that time, there was no doubt that people were making money just simply by buying and selling and watching the price go up. But 
The market's changed. Yeah, there was a federal liberal MP who won, and I know uh, he had to justify some of his practices in regards to some of the homes he had sold. So let, let's put the flipping tax away for a second. But I just want to talk about this flipping paper for a moment. Yes. Has that been reduced now uh, because of uh, legislation and just the conversation we've had? Because that was prevalent where you bought a pre-sale condo and it was just a paper you bought and – you promised to purchase the property once That's it's complete. That's right. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, and people weren't paying any tax, any capital gain tax on that wow. because there was no way of knowing who they were. The one thing that the, did happen is the government brought in a registry. So every developer is obligated to now report who has bought a pre-sale contract. Yeah. And so it's quite easy for the government now to monitor when that is sold. Okay. And, uh, and if somebody does make money, they're going to uh, pay a capital gain tax. Although, once again, there was a period of time, Jazz, when people were making a lot of money because prices were going up. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think we're so certain right now that prices are going to keep going up. No, no, you're absolutely right. We are speaking to Michael Geller, president of the Geller Group. He's an architect, planner, and real estate consultant. And during the commercial break, we were talking about his time at CMHC in the 1970s. By the way, the early 1970s, I think it was 72. Uh, that's when we peaked in building homes in regards to a one-year period. Am I right there, Michael? Yeah, yeah that's 72. So uh, we were just talking about having to repeat some of that now in regards to just dealing with the huge challenges of, of housing and the need for housing uh, in, in, our, um, in our country. But we're also talking about the flipping tax, which the uh, BC government just introduced in their new budget. It will come into effect January 1st of 2025. And I was quite interested when they announced it, uh, you know, what problem are we solving here? How much of a problem is house flipping that we need to introduce a tax give us a call would love to hear from you if you are somebody who does you know put in the sweat equity uh, you know jeopardize your dollars your hard-earned money to buy a property fix it up and sell it would love to hear from you uh 604-280-9898 let's go to chris in vancouver hi chris hi jazz hi michael thank you for taking my call what's on your mind here um, I don't. I am a house flipper. I've been doing it for 27 years. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I am so demonized. I buy houses that are one step from the grave because they're so far gone that nobody else will touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, I put millions of dollars at risk. I put a lot of sweat equity in. I hire subtrades who are desperate for work because high interest rates have slowed down new home construction and renovations. And in the end, um, I create a good product, save it from the landfill. And it sells for what the neighboring properties are already selling for. So what harm am I doing to society? Uh, I'm just going to, as a layperson, I'm gonna, I guess I would argue, and, and I say this as a layperson, one would argue if you buy that property and you tear it down, you put up a brand new property, you're not, you could be not flipping technically, but whatever you do, even fixing it up, the value goes up significantly, does it not, Michael? That's right. To the point where some would argue it's not actually affordable anymore. It'll be a $4 million house in the market, which is around 2.6. Yes. And maybe that's the problem they're solving? I, I, no, because the, it's the opposite in a way. If this gentleman, if Chris decides now, instead of fixing up houses and paying 20% tax on top of the other taxes mm-hmm. he may be subject to, he's going to say, I'll just knock it down and build a new house and just go through the normal 
income tax that I would pay as a part of the employment. Yeah. So once again, I mean, I mean, Chris sounds like a reasonable human being. He's putting in the sweat equity, you know, jeopardizing everything. And I'm not saying he's being demonized, but I'm just trying to understand why is this such a widespread problem that we need to solve this yeah. through a 20% flipping tax. And I don't even know if the Minister of Finance was going after Chris or just the the imaginary people out there who buy a house for 1.4 and then eight months later sell it for 1.7 and somehow appear to have made 300000 And in a rising market, they may well make 300000 But right now, how many of your listeners will phone in and guarantee what the price will be a year from now? Yeah. Will it be higher or will it be lower? I'm supposed to know. I don't know. That's a tough guess, that's for sure. Let's go to – Chris, thank you for your call. Let's go to uh, Jared in Vancouver. Hi, Jared. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. So I, I, I think it's good to stimulate the economy. We need these people out there doing work on houses. I mean, the house I live in, I did the same thing. I fixed it up. I added value. I didn't flip it. But I'm assuming these flippers are paying income tax. It's, it's not like – so as long as they're paying tax, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's good for the economy. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning uh, earlier, uh, Michael, there were builders who would buy a place and live in it, and, and, yeah. and they would get around paying the, 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 the taxes on that. That's right. I mean, I think people listening to us right now, Jazz, know of a builder and his wife who've moved 11 times in the last 14 <laughs> years because every time they finish a house, they move in and somehow pretend it's their principal residence. And it was interesting. I read an article recently by a builder who said the problem with this new multiplex zoning where you build three or four homes on a lot is that it'll make it much more difficult for a builder to do that compared to before. But yes, and I think most of us want to see that builder pay the fair share of tax. But having said that, most of the people listening to us right now, when the fellow comes in to do some renovations and says, if you pay me cash, you won't have to pay the GST, most of us have no qualms about paying cash so that that builder renovator doesn't pay the GST. So mm-hmm. we do. We're all pretty hypocritical sometimes about these matters. That is true. Uh, I do want you to come back. I want to talk about the 1970s with you, the era where we actually built a lot of housing because you were CMHC. We'll do that another day. Uh, But as always, thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You too.